Welcome back to the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex. Are you stuck in corporate? Are you looking to break the fuck out? Are you looking to move up? Have you <laughs> did you take did you take the mandates at face value and thought that you had to follow the mandates or else dot 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 or else <laughs> then become a corporate cowboy. You're already in the fucking system. What's the worst that could happen if you should decide to maneuver through it in a smarter, more logical, more tactical sense on some corporate cowboy shit. This podcast is for professional development and also a form of cathartic therapy that allows me as a professional myself, as an always aspiring professional, because we are indeed all entry level forever. It allows me to better my skills and socializing, social networking, in oration, verbalizing thoughts and ideas. And because I work as a career consultant, I've been exploring answering questions online with the disclaimer that none of it should be taken as legal advice. Yes, we are stand-up guys with criminal minds, but but if you're not our client, I mean, I wouldn't be publishing personal private information online without first getting the consent of my client. So these questions that come up on say Reddit, they're much more general. They're going to be limited in the amount of information they convey. And so my opinions are going to be misinformed or uninformed because of the length of the body of facts that we have to work with. Until you get us one-on-one and we're able to converse back and forth, and I can interview you, gather information, relevant information that goes into creating an opinion, a strategy for you in your particular situation, I wouldn't rely on this. I wouldn't trust this. I damn sure won't show up in court if you say, Alex made me do it. (laughs) As a legal professional, as a professional's professional, my goal is to never show up in court. My goal is to keep my clients out of court, funny enough. But I digress. Today's question comes from career advice. Career advice. And I've seen this more and more. I, I briefly uh, just skimmed the title here. And I've seen this. In education, in academia, the title says, I'll finish my PhD in a year. I don't know what I'll do after. How the fuck do you not know what to do with the PhD, right? How the fuck do you pursue something with such gusto, with such passion? I hope it's passion. I hope it's a love of the game. And in this case, the game is 
education. You're pursuing a PhD and you're due to finish it. You're set to finish it in a year and don't know what to do after. I mean, are you a trust fund kid? Are you set up for life and not needing to worry about where you make a living to eat from, to keep some form of shelter over your head at night, or at least a pillow under your neck? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? How are you going to dress and feed yourself? You don't know what you'll do next, and yet, and yet you've managed to get a PhD on, on what? Student loans? I've got nothing against student loans as long as you know what the fuck you are doing. But you don't even know what you're going to do after. That's an issue. Folks go through education, through the educational system. Folks progress through academia being trained. Trained. They pay to get trained. And they don't know how to use what they've been trained in to make money, how to market themselves. That's an issue. That's an issue to me. You go in a blank slate and you come out a blank slate. You come out, not even a blank, you come out a, a programmed drone. That's why you hear, I mean, at least I cringe at the thought of like really smart young individuals, motherfuckers graduating from high school at 13 and then college at 16, graduating college at 16, just to get picked up by some multinational conglomerate and just squeezed, just exploited for their brain power. And they've got no negotiation skills. They've got no life skills. They're probably still naive, innocent when it comes to the evil works of man. That's an issue. That's a big fucking issue. Why? Because the public education system doesn't teach you to be a corporate cowboy. It doesn't teach you how to navigate life within the context of this corporate world that we live in. That's a fucking problem. You learn that through hard knocks. On the street, working in corporate, making your bones, earning your stripes, so they call it. Again, I, I'm not knocking education, but you can't for a you can't for a second think or believe that having an education, having this PhD makes you better than anybody else. You've got to think in relative terms. If you don't know what the fuck you'll do after, do you even know how much you're worth given what you've been trained to do for this PhD? Let's find out. I haven't even read the body and I'm already, I'm already feeling some type of way. This is that catharsis I'm talking about. This is, <laughs> this is my form of therapy. I'll air it out to you in public because what I think, what I do, what I say, what I see in private, damn, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me to go to therapy. <laughs> All right. It says, <coughs> oh, this person, it says, I'm scared shitless about my future. 
as I'll be 30 without a single real job experience. God damn. That's scary. I mean, at least the person is cognizant and self-aware of the position they're in. And they're scared shitless. They don't know what to do. They say, my PhD is in food chemistry. Food chemistry. Well, you've got to ask how well off are they, right? Because circumstances might dictate whether or not they use that food science degree. That that, that food science degree. I was... I was going to blend chemistry and science, but it's just food science. It's a food science degree. You chose to go down chemistry, but there's biology, there's biochem, there's all that. Big old agribusiness. Using your food science degree in a manner that benefits mankind, regardless of what society you're in. I mean, Western civilization is pretty much shot through and through with corruption, but so is every other civilization that has existed. It's just that at certain inflection points in history, the balance between good and not good or evil, the balance between good and evil has tipped in certain directions. Now, I can't speak on where the balance lies today because there are plenty of people doing good work, plenty of people doing bad work. But this person about to get a PhD and having no job experience is like a blank slate, like a blank slate to write wrongs on and to write rights on, right? What they choose to do with their degree will dictate whether or not they are on the right side of history or on the wrong side. But that might be a a bit much to contemplate. I mean, this motherfucker is already 30. They're male or female. I don't give two fucking shits. This motherfucker is already 30. They haven't had any real job experience. Who's to say if they had any real life experience? Having gone through struggles, having experienced heartbreak, having experienced oppression, power dynamics within academia, how they've navigated them. These are questions that I would ask in an interview one-on-one in order to get to know my clients, to know and understand my client better. Why? Because this rapport building and trust building goes both ways. I would want to know at least about their educational experience and whether or not they have the tools, if not the raw materials, to get ahead at a high level of performance. I mean, I've got to evaluate their competency somehow. And that's going to be through the only thing they've done, which is school. And from there, we start building bridges. We start bridge building, creating channels and pathways out into the, quote, real world. I mean, even though, I mean, it's all fucking real. It's just that 
some individuals, some organizations, some institutions like academia don't feel real, but they're very real. <laughs> you might think you went in for food chemistry and yet you walked out a Marxist. Shit happens all the time. You walk out a socialist. You walked out a, a, an authoritarian, a fascist of some kind. Happens all the time. This person says, my PhD is in food chemistry. I speak four languages. I'm scared about not being great at getting along with other people. I'm scared about not being great at getting along with other people. That looks like a must for many jobs. That's true. That's true. This person, very well written, except for that first sentence. But up till now, very well written, very, very self-aware. They say, I don't even know what kind of job I want. All I know is that I want a job with regular hours. I don't want to sacrifice weekends and nights for my future anymore. I'm tired. I don't like academia nor teaching. You use the double negative there. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd be willing to move away. On the one hand, it'd be an adventure. On the other hand, my significant other is my everything, and I don't think they would like to move away. All right, so you've got some baggage. <laughs> you're not you're not lone wolf in this shit. You've already got somebody else to uh, to care for, to mind, to pay, to to give attention to, who actually draws energy off of you. As negative as that sounds, I don't mean to be offensive, but you know, if it sounds offensive, it's because it's touching on something inside. It's touching on a nerve of some kind. How can I get over my anxiety about this topic, they ask. I've been thinking about it all year, and these last few weeks is all I've thought about. These last few weeks, it's all I've thought about. <laughs> yeah, this person is due to graduate. Is it this year? <laughs> This year, in what, May or August? or I mean, I don't know if they're on a quarter or trimester or a semester system. So, uh, I mean, all of that matters also. And if I had them in front of me, I would be asking these questions in our intake interview, right? You want to reach out to us? You have a specific situation. Like, before I dive into, into a little more fleshed out analysis, I want to let you know, if you're in a similar situation, I mean, we're talking career. We're talking career-wise corporate-wise, professional-wise. You need a second look, a second opinion, another set of eyes, another brain, somebody who's been in the trenches, a corporate cowboy. You would like to know how a corporate cowboy might move given your situation. Again, because we could only show you the door and not even that, we could just show you the board we can show you a playbook, but whether or not you can execute, that's on you. We won't be there to pull all of the strings, right? You're not a marionette. You're not a fucking puppet on strings. And we're not puppet masters out here. 
There's strings you pull, there's strings you cut. <laughs> there's strings you pull, there's strings you clip. I like that. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> Reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with the Z at the end. And on Patreon, you can subscribe. There's multiple tiers. Some of them offer a Q&A feature. And others have exclusive content one-on-one if you're interested. Our rates are more than reasonable. You want to set something up unofficially maybe? Write to us. Write to us. Do something different for a change. <laughs> P.O. Box 3372 Rancho Cordova, California 95741. I mean, as long as we're kicking, this podcast is free. But if you want to pitch us a couple dollars, a couple mil to pay for business expenses and legal fees, there are links floating around. There's a cash app of Venmo, PayPal. You could also send goodies through the P.O. Box. Food chemistry in four languages, huh? And yet they're worried about not being great at getting along with other people. Four languages? You're going to drop the ball in four languages and not be great with people? I mean, given that your PhD is in food chemistry, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. What your thesis was on, your dissertation, the one you had to defend, or the one you will defend for your PhD, what you specialized in, how you could use that food chemistry license. No, sorry, that food chemistry degree in order to apply for certain licenses available to you, right? That's if you want to start moving independently. Alternatively, you go to work for somebody else or go to work with somebody else, also in a consultant capacity. Granted, you don't have any fucking work experience, so it's going to be touch and go. It's going to be trial and error. You have no work experience. I I don't know how much negotiating power structures, the negotiating of, of, of power structures you've had to exercise in academia. I know they exist. I know there's a ton of gatekeepers. I know there's a lot of incompetency, a lot of bureaucracy and red tape. I know it exists. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I'm not that much older than you are. So it depends how you want to start, when you want to start. You want to start in a position where you're applying what you know technically. I'm assuming you want something paid right off the bat. Otherwise, your significant other might say, damn, you're a bum. You want to work for free as an intern because you love the game, right? And nobody's saying you can't get paid off having love for the game. And in this case, your game, your specific game, is food chemistry. I would imagine it's not academia. As you say, you don't like academia nor teaching. Double negative. What I'm driving at here is that we would have to know a lot more about your food chemistry degree 
and its specifics. At least I would, in order to make a proper opinion. A lot of folks I've seen start interning while they're in school, working while they're in school. I don't know how much time you spent on this PhD. I don't know how you make money for rent to live with a significant other. These are all questions I would ask. And while they sound personal, they are all relevant. They are relevant, right? I'm not your employer. So I'm not bound to not ask if you plan on having a family and all that. As your consultant, if you were my client, I would be asking all those questions because we roll that up into your career. Business is personal. I've said this time and time again. Business is always personal. As much as business is war, it's also personal. So you've got to plan your personal business. You've got to plan your personal life and align it with your career. I feel that offers the most success, the most benefit. There are some individuals who live double lives and they aren't that happy, right? Or they can compartmentalize enough to get by. Depending on what you want to do and how you want to do it, I mean, I think that all comes back to how you've invested your previous time, how you've invested 30 years in a PhD and don't have anything to show for it yet, yet, but we don't know, we don't know your systems. We don't, we don't yet know if you have networked or the network that your significant other has at their disposal or the connections you've made in academia when it comes to food chemistry. I would imagine it requires a lot of data collection, interviewing perhaps. So you've came across some very interesting individuals and I'd love to do that. I love interviewing, coming across interesting individuals, asking them questions about what they do for work. That's always fun. You're scared because you don't have any any real job experience. I, I, I want to ask if you've ever held a job, right? Because if you're looking for one, we'd have to start building you a resume. I think that's where it starts. Sure, we're going to accent, we're going to highlight and emphasize what you've done in academia because your PhD, I would argue, and you would have to argue, you would have to defend, just like you're going to defend your dissertation or your thesis. I believe a thesis is for masters and a dissertation is something more fleshed out, post-grad, a PhD. <clears throat> it's arguably something you'll have to defend when you go to interview for a position, regardless of what position you end up getting. Because you have no real job experience. So folks are going to want to know whether or not you can take on responsibility in a corporate work setting. In a real world 
application of those skills where you're exchanging them for money. Let's take one or let, let's take uh, one or two of these comments here. It's got a ton of comments, but I'll read some and I'll provide a, just a short critique, whether or not, uh, just whether or not I, I think it's it's a, it aligns with being a corporate cowboy, with the credo, with the credo, with the mission of being a corporate cowboy. The first says, work, work for the federal government the FBA, or even customs and border control? I would argue, sure. Sure, I think uh, getting a position at the FDA, if you want to go the public service route, is a good option, is a good bet. It's a good way to get entry-level experience. And then in, in the future, should you choose to, uh, to lateral to another agency or another department, and apply what you've learned at the FDA or what you know in combination with your food chemistry degree, you can take it to the private sector and do something worthwhile. Man, I, I, I wish, <laughs> stop wishing, Alex, stop wishing. If this were my client, I think the, specif the, the specifics of the PhD matter a lot too in terms of what jobs you qualify for, what jobs would be easiest for you to apply for, to apply to and interview for. A second comment here says, OP, I, OP means original poster. I get that it is nerve wracking exiting the profession of education, the profession yeah, I guess we can call it a profession. It's not really a profession because this person wasn't getting paid for it. You get stipends, I suppose. Maybe you're 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 writing grants, you're writing for grants, but um, you know. Yeah, no, no. I, I, we'll go ahead and call it a profession because you can be a student, a lifelong student, and still put in massive amounts of work and actually make something of yourself if you do it right. I think the fact that this person wants to exit academia and says they don't like it leads me to believe that they may have not, they may not have had positive professional experiences, but again, I don't have them in front of me to ask. So we're just going off what they wrote. It says, I get that it is nerve. It continues here. This, this comment, I get that it is nerve wracking exiting the profession of education you followed up until now, but you have so much time and opportunity ahead of you. Some folks here have suggested you need to concentrate on your mental health. And I do agree with that. Therapy is a game changer. Fucking therapy. <laughs> this person says they're tired. What they need is new perspective. What they need is a consultant. Something, something that will drive them forward, not therapy. That has them reflect backward. That has them dwell. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there are different forms of therapy also. Therapy that, that increases... Um, I think it's called, is it dynamic therapy? I think it's called dynamic therapy. But again, I'm not in that field. I'm not in that racket. I'm not in that profession, let's call it. I'm not in that profession. But I'll offer some additional perspective instead. Isn't that what I said? They just need, they just need new perspective. <laughs> it's okay to throw darts right now, they say. It's okay to flounder, to make some mistakes. 
to just try stuff out for the experience of it. It's okay to take a break from what must have been a grueling road to get your degree. You don't have to get it right right now. You don't have to prove your education was, quote, worth it by immediately securing a high salary or the perfect position. Yeah, but we don't know that. This could also be tied to the fact that he's got mounting bills after he exits academia. Maybe he's working on loans, not just scholarships. Maybe a significant other is also riding them to get a high salary and won't settle for, won't settle for less. We, we don't know these things. We should ask, but because we can't, we just don't know. So again, our opinion is uninformed. So until we would, until we know more, like I, I can only give that disclaimer is don't take it as legal advice. These are just questions that you should be asking yourself in your situation, given your circumstances. <clears throat> you don't have to prove your education was worth it by immediately securing a high salary or the perfect position. Take some time, take a breather. Get a job waiting tables in retail, a coffee shop, something that isn't so heavy, but will allow you to grow comfortable in professional relationships and pay the bills while you consider some choices. Pick a charity you like and volunteer. Throw your resume out there and just see what comes back to you. Apply for all sorts of jobs, even if they only tick a box or two for you. Read through job sites, and if you find something that makes you think, Hmm, that sounds interesting. Apply for it, even if it doesn't seem like it's a fit for you. This is a well-thought-out comment. They took their time. Go on interviews, it says, just for the practice and to get a feel for how the professional world works and what it offers you. You'll experience a lot of good interviews and a lot of bad ones. We all have them. But you'll learn a lot from the process and be able to hone your skills. If a good slash fun slash interesting job opportunity comes up, try it. If it doesn't work out or it's not your thing, no big deal. You will have learned something from it. Your area of expertise and being multilingual gives you incredible versatility in the marketplace. You could very easily work in corporate, government, nonprofit. You could do contract work. Is there a city slash country you'd love to experience? Do you like to travel? Want to help the impoverished? Love animals? Or are you an intro extrovert? Focusing on, focusing on what you're supposed to do is stressful and a fallacy to boot. Start thinking about the things you love, enjoy, and that are important to you personally. Let those help you target where you want to go professionally. Above all, experience is the best teacher. By just going out and doing, trying, exploring, that's how you'll narrow down where you want to be. And that'd be nice. That would be nice if this person had the time to go down this trial and error path and drag their significant other and children, if they have any, any bills that are waiting for them, drag that all with them. This is a very well thought out comment. And one might take it as general advice. It's good to try things out. Obvious. 
obviously that's been an overarch that's been one of many overarching themes of the podcast you always want to be interviewing you always want to be scoping your scene especially the industry that you're in the market that you're in you want to stay abreast and up to date on happenings in your profession otherwise you're going to age out otherwise you're going to fucking go by the wayside you're going to you will become replaceable if you don't maintain if you don't and it's not even maintain is it maintain if you don't update your skill set if you're not keeping up i suppose that is maintaining they say go on interviews just for the practice every interview is a practice don't don't apply i mean we don't know how much work experience they have in terms of retail or hourly jobs me personally i would like to think that they say that the op the original poster here is claiming they don't have any job experience in food chemistry and food science because the motherfucker's 30. i mean you you mean to tell me you've never rang up a cashier before you you've never worked the cash box ever ever a cash box even at a volunteer event at your at your church at your synagogue at your temple never you know it, it's a it's a it, it is a cause for concern but it doesn't mean that they're just uh complete garbage when it comes to socializing because you do learn to socialize in academia which is why i brought it back to what i believe to be what i almost hope is what i'm assuming even is their passion which is their education not education in general not academia but their education otherwise why pursue a phd in food science you want to be better at working with people and you have four languages to boot go fucking be an interpreter somewhere <laughs> but but you have this technical skill you have this knowledge and expertise in this one field of study there are options options abound you don't have to be tied to one country even Given what you know, you could go and travel, see places, make money, move like a corporate cowboy in a sense, and shit, maybe even drag your significant other with you. Maybe not drag. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe persuade your significant other to join you, right? Unless you're looking to settle. I mean, that's low-key what i i read between the lines they want something stable they want a nine to five they don't want to sacrifice weekends this motherfucker sounds like they want to become a parent right maybe it's time to procreate they're 30 they're going on 30. clock is ticking for somebody but we don't know that until we have them in front of us as a client and we can service them personally you know all we all we've got to go on is what they give us here, face value. Man, I love this shit. I love interviewing people. I love helping them plan their next move. And again, rates are reasonable, man. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised the return you get by investing in yourself and trusting someone else is also looking out for making better business. And in that way, taking care of you. That's that's a corporate cowboy. 
corporate cowboy just wants to see better business done and will offer will offer the solutions where everybody wins right so long as the parties involved are doing right by business you take care of business business takes care of you otherwise we take care of you for business <laughs> in minecraft or whatever kids say these days <laughs> take care of yourself i'll catch you on the next one